and welcome everybody. This is the official podcast for loreforge.com. This is Loreforge, the Ashes of Creation podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. If you're tuning in on day one, welcome. This is launch day for Loreforged. We are your hosts. I am Jibs. I'm joined by my two longtime podcasting compatriots, the other, what, thirds? We're all thirds. We're all thirds here. Uh, of Loreforged. Uh, you'll be hearing a lot of, I guess, them, all of us, all the things. Anyway, uh, my good friend, Cash. You sound so disappointed that you're going to be hearing from both of us, and I've never been referred to as 33.3% of anything. So, so It's like Larry Bird, though. He was 33. I'm honored. I mean, he was pretty awesome. And Sonny's here. Hi, I'll take that other 0.33% and put it in my pocket since Cash does not want it. Perfect. Perfect. Gentlemen. Oh, first show. Uh, we're here. We're finally here. This is a big day. This is a big day. We've been planning this for months. <laughs> yes. Months. I think the funny thing about this is that for the first time ever, we've been so focused on all the other content that we're building that the podcast was kind of like the last thing that we were doing. So for us, that's completely backwards. Like normally with other shows that we've done, like the podcast has just been everything because we didn't have all this other content going on, but we have been nose to the grindstone for what? A month and a half at least? So by the time this releases, it'll be close to three months, I believe. No, it was June 2nd. So June 2nd was when the conversations began. So what? Yeah, just over two months, two and a half months. Yeah. This has been an incredibly long run. Like as far as the, it is weird. Cash had it exactly right. It is weird to put the podcast at the end of our content process because we are inherently podcasters. Right. <laughs> so to say, okay, you're going to do all of these things. And then at the end, right before you launch this thing, you have to put together a podcast. It's <laughs> uh, so like, like, we haven't done uh, a website with articles like this ever. No. I mean, we've had websites, but we haven't had websites with content that we're making for something like this. And and Cash, uh, the YouTube stuff is, this is new for us too. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing about that is I was talking, I was sitting out in the pool with my wife today because it's hotter than heck in Southern California. And uh, we're sitting out there and just talking and, and she's like, so how's everything going, you know, with the show? And I was like, well, we're doing our first episode today. And I said, but you know that for the first time ever, it has been like a month and a half at least since we started this project closer to two months that I have not played games like on the regular for several hours a day. And it, it has not even like touched me. I've been completely fine with it because I've been, been so enthralled in um, the story of Era and putting, you know, the best videos that I can possibly put together on lore. And it's just been it's been a ton of fun. Like, I'm completely addicted to making videos right now. Yeah, it's such a different, you know, you talk of Sonny, you brought up a good point in cash as well. We're really like extending the things that we normally do. Like the, the most normal things for us is, is content creation for podcasts, producing podcasts. Like that's that's the easy part. The fun part that we have so much experience in doing. The, the stretch for us is like, oh, hey, we're doing a lot of writing. Oh, hey, there's a lot of videos. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of videos. There's a lot of content. And so kind of coming back to the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's special because we're coming back to the thing that like where we all met. And, and, and that was through podcasting. It's like, oh, OK, we're coming back home. 
to do the show. And it's just such a, a really, it's been a wonderful experience to, to follow, to quietly follow Ashes of Creation behind the scenes and just watch and watch the community while we're, you know, creating this content. Oh, absolutely. Like the, the learning was the thing that I was going to say. We've been doing the writing and the videos and all this other stuff, but there's just so much, there's so much already out there for, for Ashes that, uh, that takes time to digest, you know, the, the videos that the developers are putting out there, the, the videos that other people are putting out there, you know, the wiki is crazy filled already with stuff i'm not real sure how that works <laughs> how you can like it i mean it's crazy because it's not yet at a at a phase that anything is concrete and so they're constantly putting in there this is all subject to change but this uh steven said this like on his way to the bathroom uh to a, a like a a staffer carrying a coffee <laughs> nine years ago <laughs> so now it's on the wiki it's uh, on a bar napkin yeah, exactly. He had a he had a thought while he was dreaming, and you're best not to ask how I got this information. <laughs> but uh, here it is on the wiki. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think before we get started, it's important that we real, uh, really quickly just introduce ourselves to everybody. Kind of a quick bio of of where we've all kind of come from, and then uh, you know we'll dive into the rest of the things. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Cash, why don't you go ahead? Uh, yeah, I'll just make it short and sweet. Um, we've We've done several several shows, um, several shows that I've co-hosted on over over the last decade, uh, mostly with you guys. But um, yeah, well, we've done shows for SWOTOR, Wildstar, Guild. We just sewed up like a short run show for Guild Wars Two. Um, probably one of our longest running shows was Lore Seekers with Elder Scrolls Online and uh, New World. We did a bit of New World until it died a miserable death. The game, anyway. But um, <laughs> no, the um, and it, actually, we have been in the Ashes space before, but unfortunately, we had uh, we had some things going on in our real lives that uh, forced us away from it for a little bit. But we're like back with gusto uh, and really ready to hit this thing hard. But um, so for me, I think like my biggest focus in in these games as I play these games, I ha as I have throughout the years is lore. Like I absolutely love lore and um, I'm super excited for this project. I'm, I'm by far, this is the absolute most ambitious project we've ever done to date. So I'm really, really looking forward to getting this thing off the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Sonny? Yeah. Um, I To begin at the end, obviously, this is, uh, this is not the first show that I've done with you guys. Uh, my, my podcasting partners here, uh, Partners in Crime, we've done... I was with you guys on a few. I was with you on the Guild Wars show. Um, I was with you on Wild Space, and when you go way back in the day, uh, we did work together on the Level Up Morning Show way back. Um, I work as a full-time firefighter, and I used to be a lawyer, and I've had like a million careers other than that, and I just love to podcast, and so I met these guys in the SWOTOR space. Uh, God, I don't even know how many years ago, like 14 years ago or something crazy like that. And uh, we've just kind of always circled around each other uh, to podcast. Um, and it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. Cash, would you, you feel I feel like you'd love to interject something here. No, I, we, I actually have a, a point that we need to throw out here because uh, Sonny's not the only firefighter in the bunch. And I feel really bad for for Jibs on this thing, because 
Sonny and I are both full-time <laughs> firefighters, so that is going to parlay into the fact that although our shows will come out at the same time every week, the days that we record is completely jumbled up, and poor JB has to jumble our schedules because our schedules are completely crazy. So <laughs> just when we start doing these shows live, when we're on Twitch for a different day for recording, then you'll understand why. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. And you have two people that run different shifts at 24 hours shots apiece. And so it's, I can't even imagine how uh, we're going to schedule this thing, but it's going to happen and you will get a regular podcast. I promise you. We'll get into a little bit of what you're going to get in a minute. But just to wrap up my story, uh, I had a podcast called Sunny's Diner um, a long time ago. And then recently I've done the University of Coruscant, which was sort of a in-universe audio drama. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and so now I'm back podcasting with these guys. I couldn't be happier. It is so much fun uh, to work with my old buddies uh, doing this stuff because it just, you're going to hear it in our voices. It is not fake. We are actually enjoying ourselves doing this. <laughs> and that really says something because we have been pushing really hard on this project. This is the one that uh, is, I mean, it is the, the, the one to end all ones. Um, Lore Forged is going to be a thing that's going to be around for a long time. We've bounced around to a lot of different projects, but we're like, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. It's going to be Lore Forged. Um, and, you know, no matter what we're doing, uh, then it, we're going to continue to do Lore Forge. That's going to be what we are and what we are going to do. So I'm very excited to to start Lore Forged in the Ashes uh, universe uh, because there is years of content ahead for us in the Ashes universe. Uh, it just is, it's very exciting for me uh, to do work in here because at the stage that it's at, there seems to be more information than I'm used to uh, for a game that's not even into the beta phase. So I'm excited. That's who I am. I'm going to give it over to JB now. Okay, so real quick. Um, yeah, my name's Jibs or JB. Turns out if you sound out JB, it turns into Jibs, according to Cash. So anyway, thanks for that nickname. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that came to be, I guess. Anyway, um, so yeah, kind of like they have already said, we all met you know, 10 plus years ago. That's when I started podcasting. It was 2011, I believe, 2012. And um, I'm, I'm passionate about producing podcasts. I'm passionate uh, about coaching other people uh, to help take that step into uh, the journey of content creation through audio design. Um, it could be podcasting, it could be making sound effects, etc. I am a educator. I'm a teacher by trade, and that's what I teach is audio engineering. Um, so I've been uh, a podcaster, like I said, for the last 10 plus years, um, everything from SWOTOR to the Level Up, Level Up Morning Show like they were talking about. We did Wildcast for Wildstar, um, of course, the Guild Wars 2 show and uh, Wild Space and, and many more. And quite frankly, you know, I, um, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit, but when we when we sat down and we recorded our phone conversations on uh, kind of like behind the scenes look. I know, and I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to step on, um, especially what Sonny's going to be talking about a little bit. But um, you know, that was something that was very special to me. It was. It's been special from the very beginning. This whole entire process. And Sonny, you bring up Lore Forged and and about being here, and truly so excited to be here for Ashes of Creation. It's it's weird because you come back to this game. Uh, Cash, you brought up briefly, you know, it was Lore Seekers uh, that you and I were both in this space. It was very brief. Um, and and now we fast forward to three years later, 
life is completely different, you know, just leveled up all that during that time, gained real life experience, <laughs> experience points. And now we're coming back and to be able to be a part of the Ashes of Creation community and where it's at now is nothing short uh, of amazing. And for everyone who's here listening, this week on the show, what we're going to be doing, is it's always kind of weird that first episode because, you know, you have the introductions, etc. And, and so we want to be able to convey to you effectively what Loreforged is, you know, what Loreforged.com is, what you can expect from us. But also we're going to be talking a little bit about an overview of Ashes of Creation and what you ha- oftentimes will happen in podcasts is, you know, people will start from the very beginning. And people who don't know a ton about Ashes, we want to be able to tell them a little bit about it while, you know, having a discussion that the vets can enjoy as well. So anyway, gentlemen, I say we jump right in here to what they can expect from Loreforged and the show here. So when it comes to Loreforged itself, you know, what we offer, we have a we have a website that's constantly updated every week. That's Loreforged.com. So you've got news, analysis, discussions, columns, all kinds of things. Uh, and by the way, weekly episodes of this show, which will be releasing every Monday morning starting August 28th. Now, you're probably like, well, wait a minute. It's August 18th. That's right. We wanted to launch with three episodes for you. So this is the inaugural launch day, three full episodes for you to enjoy. And then you can expect us every Monday starting on August 28th. These episodes will release early in the morning. So that way, when you're on your way to work, whatever it is, iTunes, your podcast, catcher, everything, whatever it is, we'll gather that RSS feed so you can hopefully have it on your way into work. One of the other things that uh, we're really excited to bring you and something that we've we've dabbled in in the past, but we really have a, a pretty strong focus in it uh, this time around is weekly video releases on uh, on YouTube. At the very least, each week, you're at least going to get uh, one video. We got a bunch in the queue. We've been working super hard on a lot of the videos and... Like, I'm not going to lie. I am absolutely obsessed with lore in, in these games. I mean, we all three really love lore in games like this and any RPGs that we play. We really kind of get into it really, really hard. That's why our last show was called Lore Seekers. And it's why this show is called Lore Forge, because over the years, our interest in these games has been forged by lore. So, I mean, it's having it be in our name. We plan to unfold as much of Vera's tales as we can for you in kind of a unique way. I think our videos are going to have, at least our lore videos, going to be many more other videos that are going to be on our YouTube channel as well. A bunch of shorts and and stuff like that. Of course, the VODs of this uh, show will be on there as well. But the way we're going to tell our lore is going to have a bit of a different feel to them as we try and add in some immersion into what we're doing. So as we present the lore and the story, the tales that are coming from Vera to you, we're going to do so through the eyes of a scholar who recently stepped through the portal from Sanctus. Um, So it's not just going to be us telling the story. It is going to be actually coming from uh, what will eventually become one of our characters in the game. It's going to be one of my characters, I promise. Um, so we're really looking forward to uh, to really trying to foster a, a really cool YouTube channel for you with uh, with some just some really cool videos. And a lot of them are going to be in bite-sized content. I'm really not one to put videos out that are like 15 or 20 minutes long. I would rather give you short little doses, short little injections of lore um, to kind of keep the flow moving. 
So that's what our plan is to do with our YouTube channel. The other thing that we're really looking forward to doing is our Discord community. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool place to hang out. It's going to be an awesome place to be able to discuss Ashes of Creation. Um, in the past, we've really, I think we've really done a good job. I think I can pat ourselves on the back at this point of saying we've really done a good job of bringing in good people and really keeping an eye on the things that are going on, keeping that toxicity out. We're really, really, really focused on doing that when we bring folks into um, into what we're doing with our, our community. And when the time is right, it's not right now, but when the time is right, we will also be launching a guild. Um, now, obviously, there's limits to the guild, so we don't know how that's all going to really uh, work out, but... The other thing with the guild that we're going to do is also try and make that unique by melding the game community and the people that we're going to be playing this game with when it launches with a bit of role play, a little bit of immersion for you and the characters that you're going to be playing in the game. And we're still kind of fleshing that out. So there's going to be more on that to come. Oh, man. <laughs> this just makes me nervous. <laughs> It's, it's, that one is like squarely in the cash and JB category, and it just makes me so nervous. <laughs> Feel your blood. The community just thing, fine. though, I'm stoked about the community thing because that is something that um, that is something that you guys did in Lore Seekers that I was uh, not really a part of. I was part of the community, quite literally, like as a friend of yours, uh, playing the game and being a part of the community. But uh, I was not part of building a community. In the last few projects that we've done, we haven't really done that. Um, you guys had such an enormous community in Lore Seekers that I think that, you know, you just wanted to take a, a, a break and a breath of fresh air. And I totally get that. Uh, but that was one of the things that we talked about with this project is, and at my suggestion too, is like, I think we should build a community for this one. I think, I think that you guys are... Uh, are, are too talented in that department to not have something like this. So let's go big uh, and hopefully not go home. Um, you forgot the YouTube uh, videos where you are going to react for seven hours to Asmongold's reactions of uh, Ash's videos. I didn't oh my God. hear about that. Is that not a thing anymore? No, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just because I'm old and grizzled, but I can't stand reaction videos i i really <laughs> really can't it has nothing to do with asmongold because i think he's an incredibly talented and obviously very successful guy but i just yeah. cannot i can't stand those i don't know maybe maybe it's the whole tiktok thing like my kid like shows me tiktoks and i just don't get it <laughs> i totally just outed myself but it is what it is right like some things i just i just don't get about Damn I love technology. <laughs> I love the feedback loop of reacting to the reaction of the videos, right? Like it's just like inception. Yes, it is. You get like nine reactions deep and then you start to question where your place in the universe is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's uh, good. Let's see. So we are going to, on top of all of the things uh, that we've been talking about, and by the way, I didn't comment on the website yet. The website, I'm super excited because I've been doing a lot of writing for the website. Uh, and I really, really enjoy it. I've got a whole column uh, on uh, the economy stuff, uh, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to write, and hopefully you really enjoy it. It's called uh, The Financial Wizard. But enough about that. We're also going to do Twitch, um, and I've been doing Twitch uh, for Lore Forged and, and before that for Space Wizards Tavern, which was sort of our like overarching umbrella company. Uh, I've been doing Twitch for, I don't know, like a year now, two years? 
Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it all kind of gets lost when you start doing Twitch. <laughs> time, <laughs> time collapses in on itself in the Twitchiverse. Uh, but I've really been enjoying it, and I don't know what these guys are going to get going. And, and, you know, once we actually have a game to start uh, Twitching about, then we won't have to watch me play Traveler's Rest and other tavern and city building games. But uh, that's what we're doing now. So if you want to go check us out uh, on that, that is at uh, twitch.tv slash loreforged hq that's loreforged hq so come on in uh it's it's a good time we're doing something different with this one that we've never done before and it's because we feel like we have a lot of good stuff and that is a patreon so with the patreon we have one tier just our five dollar flat entry tier and that's going to get you a bunch of stuff it's going to get you uh, a couple of behind the scenes, like early phone calls um, that that we were doing, kind of talking about like where we were on the production side of things and the game itself and, and stuff like that as we're building this whole project. Uh, it will give you access to a special channel uh, on Discord for the patrons. And I will say, and I know JB has, has, has mentioned this in the past, um, I really feel like that's going to be a good resource for people's opinions. Like people that um, people that have opinions uh, on on Discord and and especially in that in that patron channel, like they are they are interested in this. And so the, don't think that your opinion is not something that we take into account uh, on that. That'll be a that'll be a very special place for us also to uh, to talk to you guys. And then the the last thing is uh, is one of the you know the best parts and that's you get early access to everything. So when we're done recording the podcast and ready to ship it before it comes out, it's going to get up on that Patreon uh, page as well as all of the articles that we write for the website and all of the YouTube stuff. So it's pretty much all there for you before it's there for anybody else. That's something new um, that obviously helps us out because uh, you will see very quickly that what we're what we're doing here is not uh, a fly by night operation. We have really, uh, as they say in the fire service, sent it uh, on this one. This is a big project for us and we're very excited, but there's a lot going on with it. So um, it'll be it'll be something that's an ongoing process and we'll be learning and adapting. And I'm sure that we're going to be relying on uh, and on even some of you guys to provide us some content, maybe by way of writing and, and other things like that. So. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we just spent 10 minutes telling people the 19,000 things that are coming. Uh, yeah, and pretty we should much. probably talk <laughs> about ashes at this point, right? Yeah. So, and just real quick, uh, and yeah, we are getting ready to dive into ashes. I promise. So for us, Loreforged pays homage to the content creators and the community resources that came before us. You know, back way back when Darth Hader, if you anyone Swotor days, it's listening. Darth Hader, remember them? You may I have see, my hand up. My yeah. hand is up right now. <laughs> Both hands in the air. <laughs> Both hands up. <laughs> uh, but that was such an impactful website. And you're going to probably get a lot of vibes when you go to loreforge.com uh, in regards to that. Um, and just all kinds of other uh, great shows. Convert to Raid, you know, for Raiding for World of Warcraft, Tavern Cast. Um, the list goes on. The Wildstar show. I can't remember the name. Wildstar Central, I think is what it was. Um, just Moss Isley Radio. The list goes on, you know. These are this is content that we've enjoyed over the last decade, and you know at the same time, our goal here is just to give you guys good quality content every single week. Uh, for um, and right now, for specifically for Ashes of Creation, and so 
from us what you can expect from the show every week from speaking to the podcast you know latest news talking about ashes of creation uh, of course discussion analysis community member interviews and our aim here and at loreforge.com like i said is just to give you the best content that we possibly can week in and week out so ashes gentlemen this game is huge on so many levels you come you come back three years later after already being here and you're like <laughs> I feel like you have to like buckle up in your computer chair and just sit back like you're going down the hill of a roller coaster and the wind of content is hitting you in the face at 100 miles an hour yeah I think the thing was like wow they've been busy yeah yeah since the last time we, we really had um, a deep dive into ashes they have exponentially grown not not just in um in the community size but also in the leaps and bounds that the development team has made and one of the biggest things that really draws me in personally is the transparency that the team has so well proven that they have um and and it's not just mr sharif's um just how candid he is about things. And of course they have to keep some things under wraps, but the way that the entire team delivers the things that are out there, it is very apparent that they take their time before they bring somebody onto their development team. And they've already mentioned that they only bring people in who have experience playing MMOs. And like I, I wouldn't doubt it if one of those questions is, have you ever been disappointed by an MMO? Because we got to be straight. Like, that's the reason that most of us are most likely here. Mm. We are lucky enough to be able to watch the development of this game from somebody who has been there playing those games for years and years and knows the ins and outs of what they loved and most importantly, what they hated. So one of the things, like when I was in preparation for, for doing this show, one of the things that I wanted to mention is that Ashes of Creation, to me, is a melting pot of all of the best aspects of every MMO you've ever loved. I truly believe that is how Steven is selling this. And that's, I, I feel like I shouldn't be on a first name basis with the guy, but <laughs> everybody else does. So. <laughs> I just want to note, I started off as Mr. Sharif, and I'm yep. already calling him Steve. By the end of the podcast, it's going to be Stevie or Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to I bounce off that, because uh, that, to me... So you guys came to me, and, and in typical uh, fashion... <laughs> You were like, you, you got together yourselves and you had a meeting without me on like how you're going to sell this to me uh, <laughs> as far as a pivot goes. And, oh. and we've known each other long enough that this is very par for the course on how things have to operate. Uh, and so uh, you came to me and you're like, OK, here's what we want to talk about. Ashes of creation. Uh, and, and you explained a lot of the things. And one of the things that you um, one of the things that you explained to me is something that they have uh, they've put out there a bunch of times, and that is inspiration. So Cashew said they're taking like the best of, uh, of other games and putting it into this game. And that is all fine and well to say, 
uh, and it's a great tagline for like a developer to say like, hey, we're MMO gamers. We get it. You know, we've played these games too. Our game is going to be everything you've loved from every other game all into one, right? Okay, whatever. Um, but the difference here is that they are very specific on what they are taking and the games that they are taking it from. And I thought that was... When I read that, and, and I've got it right here because it's on the wiki, it says inspiration. <laughs> so it's a whole category called inspiration. And so I'm just going to read you a couple of these things if that's okay with you. They took, they're, they're saying that they're taking the regionalized economy and risk versus reward in transportation from EVE Online. If you've ever played EVE Online, you will understand that it is an economy game for economy geeks, right? That is the gold standard for economies. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna say, we've played EVE and we like some of the things that are coming from this economy thing, I'm in. The other one is Arcage with the building systems, transportation and naval combat. I don't have a lot of experience with this one. JB, did you have experience with Arcage? Uh, briefly, and it was many, many moons ago at launch, so not enough to speak on it. This is the one that's a question mark for me. Cash, you got this one at all? Arcage? Uh, played a little bit of it, and then transitioned to other stuff. Okay, so Arcage is where they're getting their building system, transportation, naval combat, but I don't even have to ask you about the last one, and that is the crafting system that they're pulling from Star Wars Galaxies. Oh. Yes. That one you definitely don't need to ask me about, because they pretty much had me at that when they talked about uh, reverting to anything that Star Wars Galaxies had. Now, this is obviously the pre-NGE, the new Galaxy experience that completely mashed the game. Thanks, Sony, for <laughs> crushing the, the dreams of a middle-aged man. I really appreciated that. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, that is that is hands down 100% my favorite game of all time. And as a matter of fact, I ended up writing an article on my experience on becoming a Jedi in that game. Um, many, many, as Jim says, many, many moons ago, four score and a long freaking time ago, <laughs> I played a crap ton of SWG and that game really did set the standard on a couple of things. And I'm really happy to see that Ashes is taking, um, a lot of the crafting system from that with things like, um, just how intricate the crafting can be. Like you need a, B and C before you can even process an item and that has nothing to do with the end result. And the other thing is being able to, to um, survey for resources. That was a huge thing in star Wars galaxies. And I absolutely love, there was nothing like taking your, your, whatever you were using to survey the land and survey it and just watch that wave go out. I know it'll probably work differently in a, in a high fantasy game, but you would watch that wave go out as you were surveying something and then all of a sudden your results would come back and you would just have like a super high concentration of something. Oh my gosh. And no other, there were no other resources in the area for that. It, like pretty much nobody had discovered it yet. And like you were the person. Oh my gosh. It was days of getting some insane resources all by yourself until other people figured it out. That was so much freaking fun, and I cannot wait to see those systems come to life in Ashes. I did not realize that the surveying system came from Star Wars Galaxies. Um, so Star yeah. Wars Galaxies was always a game that I wanted to play and never got a chance to until after the NG. Um, 
I would. There's a there's like an evil part of my soul that is just waiting for the day when uh, Stephen Shreve says, like, we really enjoyed Star Wars Galaxies after they made the changes. Oh, God, <laughs> and stop. They, and just send stop. it to you and be like, uh oh. <laughs> or 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 worse, in like three years after Ashes launches, they're like, hey, we're going to uh, we're going to launch the new Vera experience. <laughs> all you'll hear from, all you'll hear from me is no. <laughs> Everyone gets to be a god. It's a starting character class. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. JB, uh, I think that we should probably, like, uh, in doing the inspiration, I think that the other thing that was, a like, a major, major introduction to the game uh, was when they were talking about the design pillars. Uh, the design pillars that they had were sort of their way of saying, like, okay, he, here is Ashes in a nutshell, and these are the things that we actually really do care about, and we're not just giving lip service to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, some of them uh, you guys have already touched on, but... Number one, engaging an immersive story, reactive world, player interaction, player agency. Number five, we hear all the time, risk versus reward. I hear Steven say that all the time. Since the moment we started planning for this project, um, you guys know, in one of our private Discord channels, just uploaded a ton of MP3s that were all the dev discussions. And I've been working actively working my way back from the most recent. I'm back now to like June or no, I'm sorry, May of 2022. And I cannot tell you how many times. Uh, well, first off, I just want to say, you wouldn't believe how you get to know people when you listen to this stuff. <laughs> Is it like being in their head? You know, after a while, you're like, I know your thoughts before you yeah. have them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one thing I've learned about Steven, if there's a question, I guarantee you there's probably a system behind that question that he can, that's in the game somewhere. You're like, oh, it's in the game. Of course it is. Why isn't it not in the game? But uh, anyway, so anyway, all these, one thing I've heard from Steven time and time again is truly risk versus reward. That's very much a thing in his head uh, when it comes to Ashes of Creation. And, and it, of course, goes out to the developers as well. And I think that, you know, just my own standpoint on this is I really see this game revamping the MMO genre. We're constantly seeing gamer after gamer now granted there are some people who find that one game uh and and they stay there and that is awesome i'm so stoked for those people because i am i have yet to be that person and i can tell you when you're flopping around like a dead fish you know or a dying fish going to all these mmos it's just like oh my gosh i just want to find the one you know don't you wish you were that person i feel yeah. like we all wish that we were that person yeah. That yeah. could stay in a game for twenty years, but I mean that's that's part of the creation of Loreforged, right? Like we we acknowledge that we are MMO gamers uh, and that we have played a lot of games. Uh, it, it I feel like we all wish that we were that person, but we're just not. Yeah, yeah, and and you're absolutely right. And so with this game, it's really kind of resetting the MMO genre as a whole, and it really needs just kind of shaken up a little bit. And this is from what I've seen, you know, coming back and. And seeing the things that they're putting in place and the way things are moving, you know, the reactive world, that has stood out to me since, gosh, years ago, how what we're doing in the game, what, you know, that node of influence surrounding the nodes, the way the nodes are, are built, 
that, you know, you may unlock quests. You may, if you go back and watch the first node video for YouTube, you see a dragon come out of the cave that, you know, may not have come out of that cave, except you went, you went and dug too deep. Dunes of Kill, Dunes of Kill, I don't know how to say it. Dunier, Dwarves, Dunes, Dunes yeah. and Kill. So. <laughs> this, we, this should also be a, a point of contention. <sighs> Jibs is the worst at pronunciation, <laughs> and it will eventually so, be a thing. The Dunier Dwarves, that is, all. is that better? You did good. Okay. The two dots. Right. Yeah. You got to lean in the ooh yeah. there, right? Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, you know, maybe they dug too deep, kind of like the Balrog and Lord of the Rings. You know, so seeing that reactive world really shakes things up, and it's just exciting because I want to get back to the days when I am not the guy of the story that has all of the power imbued from the universe into their one body. Like, you are not the commander. I am just, I'm just a dude. And I like to go chop trees and, you know, I just want to go sell it. And, you know, oh, this guy need, needs a buff over here. Hey, you need a heal. There you go. You go do hey, you, man. Are you also the Dovahkiin? <laughs> I'm the Dovahkiin. <laughs> it's like a Spider-Man meme. It's funny that you said that because I, I don't ever intend to disparage other games. I'm not really that kind of a guy. We spent a ton of time in Elder Scrolls Online and absolutely yeah. loved that time that we spent. But at the same time, in the same breath, it it got to a point in that game where I was so overpowered that when the new content would come out, you'd play through this through the the stories, which were good. Like I really I enjoyed going through the stories and all the um, uh, the subsequent expansions and everything in that game. But at the same time, you would you would get to this, you'd get to the crescendo. Is that a thing? Can I say crescendo? You get to the crescendo of the story and you get to the final boss. Can we pause and ask you why you think you can't say the word crescendo yeah, for a minute? I don't know. Is it a thing? <laughs> it's a thing of music, yeah. Are, are you trying to avoid the word climax and you think that word is crescendo? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say climax all day long. It's no okay. problem. <laughs> you, you, may go, problem. you may go on now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Now I have absolutely no idea what I was going to say. Just kidding. I still know. Um, so you get all the way to the climax of, of the story. And then you have this boss, this boss that's been eluding you for the entire expansion. And he's there he is right in front of you. Like, now's your chance, bro. Go for the nuts. And you absolutely wipe the floor with yep. him so fast because mm. your character is so damn OP. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I really did enjoy the stories, but that did get pretty old after a while. When I'm sitting there with my bow and there's world bosses and I'm like soloing the world bosses, I don't want to be able to solo Tumok. Please. I don't want to do that. I want Tumok to wipe the floor with me because like Jib said, I'm just a dude that's it i might be selling my wares tomorrow after i get some skins but that's about it right like i need to be i am formidable when i'm with a party of my friends who are all working together in sync and tumok will wipe the floor with us if i don't show up to that fight without my friends that's what i'm looking for i'm looking to 
be off on my own. This goes this goes to risk versus reward as well. I'm looking to be off on my own adventuring and wander into a spider that's that's got his legs up like this and I'm like bring it you don't know you don't know what I can do <laughs> and just have him absolutely suck the juice out of my corpse that's what I want I want you know, there to be danger every time I walk out the door it is weird that like us as MMO gamers sort of crave that right and it's that that feeling of of being alive um and I know this is like a recurring theme now, but uh, the recurring theme of uh, we wrote an article about that. You know, the the player versus uh, environment versus player versus player servers, and and this game is kind of uh, it's doing away with that. Uh, we'll kind of see how it works. It's going to be a P, what they're calling a PVX environment, um, where you are doing both of those things. You are against the environment, but also the players, but not just pvp it would be easy to say well that's pvp but it's a little bit different because there's like systems in place um to prevent the unwanted pvp action um but you know some of the other stuff it's it's really kind of interesting the the whole pvx thing and i'm not going to get super into it because i'm sure we're going to do i i would imagine we're going to do an entire podcast on the pvx type of thing um but now, one of the things, one of the pillars that I just quick wanted to uh, to hit on uh, before we we sort of move on from something like this is the player interaction. When when we talked about uh, the five pillars, player interaction was one of the ones that I uh, gravitate the most to uh, because I want to know how I want to know how this game will make me interact with other players, and I think that there's a lot of systems in play to make that happen. But the one the one that makes me intrigued the most has always been the brass ring for MMO crafters, and that is to make crafting worthwhile. To make the players be able to craft things that you just can't get in dungeon drops. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to hit endgame at some point, and we want really good stuff. And if you get all that really good stuff from drops, then there just isn't any reason to go visit these crafters. But if what we're hearing is that the freehold system, I feel like we're dropping like so many words that people have no idea about if they haven't listened to an Ashes podcast before. But freeholds are like your housing, except you get an acre and a half and you can put all sorts of crap on it. <laughs> well, one of the things that you can put on there is processing and crafting buildings and things like that. And that's where the best stuff is going to come from, allegedly. And if that is the case, then now you have a reason to go visit these little freeholds all over the planet. You Now I have to go to... Jim Bob's discount emporium on cloth armor, you know, now, because I know that Jim Bob's discount cloth emporium uh, has the best stuff. And I'll tell somebody, he's like, hey, do you want this? You got to go to Jim Bob's. It's like nine miles that way and a mile over. Uh, you know, you can't miss it. And, and it'll be great. But that's, those are the kind of things that they're thinking of. Like, how can we force people to play MMOs together? And I've spent my whole life not doing that. I'm like a solo gamer uh, in an MMO world. So this will be very, very interesting. That was the pillar that, that I was like, okay, okay, how are you going to do this? I, I love that you said that. Now, this may not be the example to use, but I'm going to use it anyway because that's what I've been experiencing lately. I have found 
that when you play an MMO that has less of the convenience systems in there that inevitably require you to, you know, require more social, like there's just the dependence upon other players, the experiences are night and day different. I have been playing classic era, not Wrath of Lich King, but classic era World of Warcraft. And I'm going to be honest, within the first 48 hours, I have had more hilarious, laugh-out-loud moments with random people. Random people. And their kindness and all kinds of things that are taking place in that game that has been out, you know, started 2004 and now revamped whatever. Uh, in that game within 48 hours, and I have in other MMOs in six months, you know, a year... It's just these random interactions that provide that story and that dependency upon each other, kind of what you're talking about with crafting. And and so I, I whenever I hear Steven talk about, like, political intrigue or, you know, maybe guild wars between other guilds, you know, all there's just all these... Gosh, there's just all these things that, that take place in this world of Vera and that we're going to be able to experience that are social interactions that, that require the social, you know, discovery between two people like, Hey, what's going on? It's just going to be awesome. It's I, I can't wait. I love playing classic era way more in retail. And wow, I learned that. I learned that a hundred percent because it is taking away all the conveniences and you're like, here, here's people go interact. <laughs> well, when you have, when you have dungeon finders and, and raid finders, it is so much easier for toxicity to brew. Because now you're you're playing cross server and like we can we can absolutely speak deeply on World of Warcraft because that is the one game that we have gone to and left and come back so many times over, you know, since that game's launch. But when you have those systems that are native to the game where, hey, I just want to get in just and just run a quick dungeon. OK, so you hop in there to do that and God forbid you miss a heal. Oh my gosh, people just absolutely go bat poop crazy over stuff like that. And they don't care because they're going to go back to their server. You're going to go back to your server and like they can't message you. They're just gone. They're just poofed, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you're in a game that doesn't have those systems native to the game and you have to actually react and talk to people and you don't just to get get to go run off onto your different server they will run into you again most likely because the servers are it, it's all the same people and those systems are not so you're going to have to fill groups and stuff like that so if you think that you won't get a reputation in this game you a thousand percent will there will be people yelling and screaming about ninja looters or the way that you acted in town like the town crier in this game i guarantee you and you know what that's good solid and healthy for a get for a small gaming community on a server for people to do that because you'll learn you learn the hard way you know what do they say f around and find out that's exactly what's going to happen in this game. There's no place for you to hide. And I absolutely love that, that this is coming back. 
Yeah, the, it definitely is something that we all experienced back in the day. We all remember those those specific characters by name that we had those interactions with 20 years ago, right? Mm. Like mine was Met Fighter. He was a guy on my server. He was just a badass. I don't know. I, you know, just that name. No idea why, but that was the guy, right? It those, wasn't Jim those Bob. Are the things. What's that? It wasn't Jim Bob. <laughs> well, Jim Bob ran his cloth emporium, you know, discount prices. <laughs> he wasn't a fighter. He was a businessman. He was a lover, man. That's right. Uh, I'm going to move uh, on to, to some other stuff here that we have. Uh, we couldn't start the show without talking about the, uh, the fact that there is the eight uh, archetypes, but not just that. Like you combine the eight archetypes between each other for a possible 64 class combinations. Mm. That is really something that we haven't seen much of before. I was trying to do the math on this before, and I'm not sure it comes out to 64. Does it? When you do the matrix of the thing, if you have eight on one side and eight on the other, you can't have a barred bard, can you? Yeah. So it's, isn't it eight short of that? Isn't it only... Mm-mm. 56? Mm-mm. No. You can have a double bard? Is that like a double IPA? Yeah, so like a mage mage is an arch, uh, arch wizard. You're kidding. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the ultimate pure class. I'm going ranger ranger. Are you really? Absolutely ranger ranger. Yep. Okay, well, let me list these off real quick here. So you got bard, cleric, fighter, mage, ranger, rogue, summoner, tank. I like that one of them is just called Tank. Like, right. All right, we're not gonna we're not gonna hide the ball here. Yeah. You know what your job is. That's yeah. <laughs> right. You're encased in an iron ball, and we're just gonna roll you at the enemy. I love what these. Is cla- ta- what does Tank Tank look like? <laughs> it's actually funny because they've brought that up on the streams. Like, hey, you gonna change that name, or is it you know? <laughs> is that a placeholder for like something else? No. No. Oh, tank Tank is a guardian. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know what I love about these class names, though, truthfully, and I know that's one thing that they've brought up, um, is this is 1,000% classic tabletop RPG class design. This is going back to the days when you're hanging out with your dudes. And I know this all stemmed from Steven's Pathfinder campaign. You know, so you think about tabletop RPGs, and you see these classic names like Cleric, Bard. Those two right there, plus, you know, Fighter. I mean, it just it goes on. Bard. This, Bard. Let's talk about Bard. Bringing back the Bard. When was the last game you played with a Bard in it? Dude, the last one I ever played, it wasn't the Bard. It wasn't named Bard, but it was Lord of the Rings Online's Minstrel. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that was exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And this game, if you're a Bard Bard, you're a Minstrel. Shut up. I forgot about that. You shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just going to be a good time. And I think that that's... Wait, Sonny, are you going to go Rogue? Uh, okay, <laughs> this is a tough call, right? Like, I feel like this is way early to make that decision, but the early leader in the clubhouse right now is Mage Rogue. Ooh. Oh, so that would be a night spell. Yes. Ooh, okay. So the, the Mage Rogue combination is really intriguing to me because I don't like the pure, like, I love, I've always played Rogues, and but I have done Mages. I've made I, a mistake. <laughs> I've, I've made a terrible mistake. Is it not a night so, spell? No, it's not. So the pri- you, you have your primary class and then your secondary class. And what I did was 
was classic cash. I jacked up the chart. So if your <laughs> primary's a mage and your secondary's a rogue, you, sir, are a shadow caster. Oh. Oh, look at him. <laughs> I, I don't love that dilated. name. I don't love that name. Now I feel like evil. I don't want to be evil. I want to be a mage that also uh, has loose morals. <laughs> See, that, that's perfect yeah. then. That's totally you. Look at his anxiety levels. It's, it's going to be tough to deal with. We're gonna we're, we're gonna revisit this. But uh -oh. the, but the idea of combining these classes is extremely intriguing to me. And I can, uh, I I doubt that I end up with a peer class. Um, now that I know that that's a thing, uh, I don't think that that's going to happen for me. So my my here's my biggest concern, right? Like, and I. I really have a lot of trust in Intrepid. I truly do. I'm, I can't even explain to you how excited I am to like be part of this community and like start doing this stuff. Anyway, the one of the things that I am concerned about when you have 64 possible class combinations, what is the one thing that comes to your mind that could completely just be almost damn near impossible to achieve? Balance. Balance. Boom. Yes. 64 classes to balance. Now, I know balance is an ebb and flow in these games. As expansions come out, like World of Warcraft is the absolute, one of the absolute best examples of this because you could have uh, a balanced druid just being the absolute bee's knees for two expansions and or maybe even just one, an, an entire expansion. And then the next one, it's, it's nowhere near S tier. It's all the way at the bottom of the list because of changes that they made. So I completely understand the ebb and flow of these things. I, I've always hated the flavor of the month type things and, and the tier list, even though that's the first place that I go to is tier lists on YouTube before I roll a new character in a new game. But I'm tisking. I'm tisking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a min-maxer all the way to the end. Absolutely. I'm like a role-playing min-maxer. What does that even make me? Is there a chart for that? Uh, lazy. But you you have some immersiveness to you. <laughs> I'd be Damn. surprised if it made you a minstrel, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, sing yeah. a song about it. It wouldn't be good, but yeah, so that's that's probably my biggest concern when it comes to these archetypes is that it's gonna be a real dance to get these things to to be close and balanced. Now, I completely understand that. A, a cleric cleric temp or a cleric cleric which is a high priest right that is pretty much going to be focused on healing so there's no way for you to balance a cleric cleric and a tank tank there are some classes that just aren't going to be able to be balanced because of what they are innately and like i'm sorry there's going to be some classes that you're going to see come over the hill and you're just going to go oh my god i'm running and that's part of the whole risk versus reward thing. If you're out chopping trees and you see that class that's way better than you coming over, you might have to just haul ass. That's just kind of part of it. And I love that. Yeah, it's being attacked by a rogue, right? Like sometimes you just need to cut and run because if he gets <laughs> the jump on you, then it's it's lights out. Um, Cash, you are by far the best person to uh, to, to talk about this. And, and while we're talking about classes, I, I want you to give like, Give me just a real brief synopsis on some of the races uh, that we're going to be dealing with in this game. Yeah, so the races are are really unique. 
uh, one of the things that I love about the races is that they are taking um, cultural references from a lot of different areas that we really haven't quite seen before in MMOs. And this is, I, I made a whole uh, YouTube short series on the different races and I've just absolutely got into it, really got into it. So first you have the Aelin humans and that is comprised of the, the Kalar. The Kalar is basically your, uh, they're going to be like your typical Europeans. They're, they're your white dudes. <laughs> That's what Kalar is pretty much. <laughs> then there's the, the Veiloon. The Veiloon have uh, like a middle, middle Eastern descent. Um, and God, man, I just, so, I just get so excited even talking about the races because I, I can picture like the different music and the different motifs of each of these. Yeah. And they're really, they're, some are really unique. Then there's the uh, Dunes and Kel Dwarves, and you're going to have the Dunir and the Nakua. The Dunir are, they're going to be your typical Scandinavian type Viking type dwarves with that type of a, a racial influence or cultural influ influence. Then there's the, the Nakua. These mm. ones are super fun because I've never seen a Polynesian influence in any character unless you build your character look to look like that. But these are dwarves that thought the mountain regions were too much of a prison for them. So they actually got up, relocated. And over the years, they've they've grabbed onto the super tan like uh, uh, coastal influence and they really have like a Polynesian type of influence. So the, the Nakua, oh my gosh, like they're going to be a super fun race to play. Then I'm going to stop you right there. I am yeah. interrupting you right now because I like I, uh, I think that this is worth talking about. Like we're introducing a Maori tribe of dwarves into this into this game. Never have I seen anything like this. I right. have never played a dwarf ever 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 and i this is as close as i've ever come to considering playing a dwarf uh was the nakua it they that is a fabulously creative addition to the mmo universe and i love the story behind it um that they just got out there and all of a sudden they're islanders and they yep. just kept developing that island lifestyle and now they're island dwarves like mm -hmm. it is just nuts and i'm so excited about that uh, as being like an option i don't know if i'm gonna take it but man it is tempting to be a dwarf like that yep and their whole the, their whole motif is is like fishing village type so they're like the best fishers in the land and it, like the stuff that you can get for trans for uh transmogrification uh, transmogrification in this game are super cool. we got like oh, fish yeah. hanging off off your belt netting and it just yeah, like netting, like all that kind of. They have like sun hats and stuff, and it's like you cannot <laughs> look at the Nakua and not think about like reggae or Polynesian music just pl innately playing in your head. And I just think that is such mm. a cool take on oh, yeah. on uh, cultural influence for for a race. Then there's not just one but two different types of Kaivek orcs in the Renkai and the Vec, which I think is really cool with two completely distinct looks. Um, really, really cool. And I know that there were some, there was some changes that were made here to make some of the orcs look like way more orky. Um, is that, a, is that a thing? Can we say totally. that without orkish? getting canceled? Orky, orkish. <laughs> so anyway, I absolutely love that, um, about the orcs. Um, then there's the Pyrian elves. And in this, you have the Empyrean, which are going to be like your typical, 
soup probably super snooty like taller look down on everybody high elves right mm-hmm. and then of course my favorite um ashes of creation's take on the wood elf is the is the pyrai and i cannot number one probably pronounce that correctly but number two i can't wait to roll one because that like that's my thing then you have this race, and I, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds here because I know that we are going to cover this pretty much in depth. But then you have the Tolnar, and the Tolnar were really the last race, and there's not a whole lot on the Tolnar still. But the thing with the Tolnar is that when the fall happened and the God of Creation came in and created these portals, when the Ancients and the others attacked Vera eons ago, right? The God of creation comes in and creates these portals for the people of Vera to escape. Not everybody gets out before those portals go dormant once again. So some people are trapped here and that becomes the basis for the standalone game that they had going for a while for testing, which was called Apocalypse. Now, when that Apocalypse happened and all of these races hid. They had to hide from the apocalypse because they didn't make it into the portals. They ended up going into the Underdark and they interbred and they became a race over eons known as the Tolnar, which is a mixture of all four races, the Aelins, the Dunzenkill, the Kyvek, and the Pyrian. And I just think that that in itself is such a unique thing for them to bring into the game. There are so many variations went in the character creator for creating a Tolnar. It will blow our minds. And that's just a really neat aspect of the game that they've added in. So super unique, very excited about the races in Vera. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up the character creator. That character creator is going to be, in Sonny's words, wildly bonkers <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna also be a thing it'll also be, yeah that'll also be a thing here so and going kind of going off that you know right before we um wrap up the show for the day is is i think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention nodes you know at least to a certain extent so for those who don't know nodes essentially is civilization in short and like layman's terms i'm gonna try to give you cliff notes uh that is developed over time and you develop these zone of influences and within those zone of influences you've got um, from what I understand, you've got uh, vassals that take place. In other words, think like counties. Uh, and within those counties, you can have your freeholds. And, of course, you can have your, your um, oh gosh, uh, not guild castle, guild hall, I think. It's the right verbiage. But anyway, all kinds of different nodes that you can develop over time. And they they will level up into these, these basically, um, not specs, but just different... Um, I guess just levels is the first thing I can think of. And there's different types. You've got divine nodes, economic nodes, military and scientific, each with their own benefits and each adding their own take to Vera. You know, when they were developing this game, uh, for the longest time, there was well over uh, 100 and um, 103 nodes. And now they moved it down to 85 and they've made the map even bigger. The map is huge. And that's something I know we'll be talking about in a future episode as well. But just know that you're, in short, civilization that develops based off of your actions and those around you and you know there's mayors there's the whole uh we're not even getting into the economy yet but we know there's a sunny wrote an article over at loreforge.com uh talking about 
basically stocks <laughs> investing into these nodes. They're just, it just goes on and on and on. And really, I think the best part about these different node types is it really kind of comes down to what kind of player atmosphere, like what, what do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be, do you want to fight to be the mayor? So awesome. Go do the military node. Do you want to buy your way into the mayor? Do you want to play real life politics simulator and go buy your way in? <laughs> it's funny that that's the uh, economic one and not the democratic one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to pick flowers. Go do that. Yeah. Can you <laughs> Perfect. So you've, you know, and then you got divine nodes and, and, um, which is actually, you know, the faith and skill, the, the whole religious side of, of the game, which is going to be its own thing and sounds and looks really cool. Scientific nodes as well. Just, it really, in short, it lends to, and I know we'll dive more into this in the future when we have more time, but really just lends to, like, this game, Ashes of Creation. You can play it how you want to play it. You can just go into the world and lose yourself into a whole nother world full of of oh my gosh that's a dwarf oh is that an elf what is is, what, is that horns coming out of that elf's head you know just all these things that happen and a, a lot of these things will happen by chance based off of your day-to-day interactions you may have one of the best interactions ever in this game just by it start in your day started out with you saying you know what i'm gonna go chop down a tree and it turns into you're fighting in a dungeon you meet this person you need to heal all these things and so i think that at the end of the day, Ashes of Creation, in short, has something for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that uh, this is at its core a, a game around nodes. Uh, and and the diversity of the nodes uh, allows us to play the game in the way that we want to play it. So, like, the the nodes are nothing at first, right? The, the world is flat, uh, and based on what we are what we are doing within it is how we build up those nodes all the way up to large cities. And then the attacking of the nodes and the sieging of the nodes is what's going to bring those nodes back down. Um, And then you just have, like you said, the different types of nodes allow you to build the different kinds of cities that you want to build with the different kinds of things inside, like my tavern, (laughs) which is going to be either in a freehold or a node. Um, But that's, you know, that's that that player interaction and that player agency that we're talking about, your actions are going to dictate how those nodes work. Did you guys hear, uh, I know that they are in the near future. They're going to be doing a showcase on nodes and um, this is just for fun sake, but did you hear the uh, hint from Steven? I thought somebody else was going to come, was going to say this first because it's, it goes in my mind constantly when I hear the word nodes. And Stephen let this hint out that said, let me just say, send nodes. And poor Margaret just about lost it. She's like, (laughs) Stephen. (laughs) I lolled. I thought it was funny. Anyway, super excited about nodes. They're going to make every single server different. It's going to be a thing. Some servers are going to have certain nodes open. They're going to be a different type of node. People are going to start in different places and start to uh, cultivate different nodes in different places. So every server will be telling its own story. Could you imagine having a wiki for every single server? Jibs, I'm going to need you to keep our wiki for our server updated. Ready? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Get right on that, Dan. (laughs) Oh, well, 
that's one thing, you know, we have all these future episodes to talk about this journey. So anyway, thank you everyone so much for tuning in today. We really, truly hope you enjoyed Loreforged. And, uh, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, visit us at loreforged.com. Join the community, visit the articles, read, give your opinion, comment in the uh, comment section. Take this conversation further. We'd love to meet you. love to get to know you. If you enjoyed this show, here's what we're asking. Please take a moment and leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using. So just by taking a couple minutes to leave your review... What you'll inadvertently be doing is you'll be helping other gamers like you find this show. Plus, it tells them if this show is right for them as well. So, and by the way, every five-star review that we get here, a written review, uh, currently it's just Apple Podcasts only. Once Spotify adds them, we'll add it in there too. But anyway, we'll read it right here, right uh, live on the air. So please, if you haven't done so already, please take a moment, a couple minutes, and leave us that review. You can call us. That's something you can do. So in the future, we're going to be having a mailbag segment. And uh, we'll play your voicemails right here live on the air. So you can call into our voice line, 516-875-1776. If it's an email or if it's a uh, voicemail for the show, try to keep it a minute or less. Otherwise, let her rip. Uh, and, of course, you can always email us, contact at loreforge.com. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback on that, too, because uh, word of mouth is going to be the way that we're able to get the podcast out to uh, as many people as possible. So if you like the podcast and you like us talking about Loreforged and you like the, the other things that we're about to tell you about, then please tell somebody, make a post, do whatever you can. Get some people on board with this thing, because the more people that are involved with it, the more fun that it's going to be. Yes. Um, don't forget, this podcast is the official podcast of loreforged.com, and we have put a boatload of time, and we'll continue to do so, providing you articles and all sorts of stuff. It's sort of the hub for all of our uh, all of our things, all of our uh, podcast, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, is all going to be uh, available at loreforge.com surrounding ashes of creation we have a youtube channel that will be coming out and that is youtube.com slash at loreforged is that right it's it a will be yep it will be uh once everything's populated everything's launched that's gonna be awesome it. i love it youtube.com slash at loreforged with the little at symbol the little a with the squiggly on it i get uh, it they get it. <laughs> okay. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Loreforged HQ uh, is where we'll be twitching. And uh, Patreon, uh, please visit the Patreon. Even if you don't subscribe, it's it's a cool place to go. If you've never been to a Patreon, Patreons are cool. Um, so you can get all our uh, content early and all the stuff that we talked about earlier at Patreon.com slash Loreforged HQ. Cash. I think it is very important to say that if you are hearing this episode, our Discord community is open so come and join us over there it's good it'll be really cool to uh, to get that community starting to pop now if you are a social media junkie i hate to break it to you we're not on tiktok i don't know if that thing's gonna happen or not but we will find out in the future once i understand what tiktok is anyways <laughs> follow us on twitter <laughs> ask your daughter <laughs> i don't care what you think about twitter that's where we're at because that's where the action's at right now so anyway uh we're gonna be on twitter jibs is there at jibs irl i am there at cash quests and the cash is with a k Sunny is there at U of Coruscant. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll know the correct spelling of Coruscant. 
And then most importantly, don't forget to follow the show. That's where the magic will happen. And that is uh, at Twitter at LoreForgedHQ. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a wonderful time here. And uh, if you're listening on launch day, we'll keep going because you've got two more episodes. Otherwise, we'll see you all next week right here with a uh, another show. Take care. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels. <laughs>